being around sports media and a fan of oh my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Katie Mox and Will Brinson here. And as you know by now, this is our All 32 series, the series where we catch you up with insiders, give you all the Nicho information for every single NFL team. And today we are talking the Indianapolis Colts with lead analyst for Horseshoe Huddle on Fan Nation, as well as co-host of Locked on Colts, Zach Hicks. Uh, Zach, thank you so much for joining us today with your uh, Art Deco soundproof wall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate the art deco every time you say that because again it's much better than hearing a uh, bathroom tile or whatever other people want to say with it. we're going to go art deco art, soundproofing yeah. Yeah. like i think that yeah my wife's gonna love that she's gonna love hearing that uh, i mean yeah look hey as long as, long as the sound quality is good who cares what it looks like in the background i had a fake baby grand piano for a while uh just so people didn't see my blank wall um <laughs> but the uh yeah look, the speaking of um art i feel like jim mercy could have an art deco like oh. tile, like tile set up in his uh, yes. in his in his house, right? Yeah. Um, and oh. Jim Mercer is apparently running things in Indianapolis. I oh well, and uh, Will Brinson is apparently not running things <laughs> here on the Big Six podcast. I'm sure we'll get it back very very soon. Uh, but let's just start with the quarterback, right? Anthony Richardson. What do you think are is the possibility that he will be starting Week One? You know, I think the plan is to start him week one. I think that's what the Colts want to happen. Obviously, Jim Irsay was on the Pat McAfee show the other day, and it was kind of saying, you know, the best way you learn is by playing. Uh, and that's kind of been what the Colts have been operating like since they drafted Anthony Richardson. You know, they don't really buy into what some of the pre-draft uh, crazy people were saying, that he's a four-year project or a five-year project yeah. or anything like that. Like, 
Anthony Richardson, yes, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And maybe he's not ready to go in week one. But I do think that they are prepared for any kind of scenario with that. You know, they want him to go week one. They want to get him out there. And I think they're going to have a game plan ready if he shows improvement throughout camp. But so far as of right now, you know, in the couple practices and in offseason stuff we've had with him, it's kind of been what you saw at Florida. You know, the big arm, really great high high end flashy plays. Uh, but there have been some inconsistencies with his accuracy, uh, especially in the short to intermediate game. So who knows? You know, we got to see how this how this offseason goes. But I would say percentage wise, I'd probably put it at 50 percent right now just because mm-hmm. you, you got to see some growth first. But I do know that they really want to you know get him out there uh, as early as possible and get him some playing field experience. So, yeah, the best way he's going to learn is on the field. He didn't really get too much field work in college, so they're going to want to get him out there as soon as possible. Yeah, of course. Well, he's the number one jersey sale of all of the rookies uh, this year. So you could tell how thirsty Colts fans are uh, for a franchise quarterback. And following up on that a little bit, you know, we saw what Shane Steichen did with Jalen Hurts. And you have someone with Anthony, like Anthony Richardson, who is more of that dual threat quarterback. What can we expect from a Shane Steichen offense in year one with a quarterback like Richardson? Yeah, I think the best thing about a Shane Steichen and why this hire was so great for the eventual drafting of an Anthony Richardson is uh, Shane Steichen is one of those chameleon type play callers and one of those chameleon type of coordinators where he will adjust his offense to whatever fits that quarterback. Uh, now he is a North Turner guy. He, he comes from a North Turner type tree, so he wants to attack the ball down the field. Uh, like we saw with Justin Herbert, obviously, uh, in that one season I worked with Justin Herbert as a rookie. Uh, but before that, you know, he worked with Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers was a kind of quarterback who could attack down the field, but could also pepper the short game and get the ball out as quick as possible, kind of get those Ken Wisenhunt run after the catch type things underneath. Uh, and then we saw with Jalen Hurts, you know, he completely adapted into catering that offense to a rushing quarterback. You know, 2021 was his first time working with a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, where the the running aspect from that quarterback position is such a big thing. And it was a little bit of a mixed bag, but they kind of were able to put together a decent enough offense to make the playoffs that year. And then we saw in year two with those two working together, Jalen Hurts and Shane Steichen, where it really took off. It really exploded. uh, And Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate for much much of the season. Uh, So I think when you look at, what he's going to do with Anthony Richardson. You can obviously look at a lot of that Jalen Hurts stuff and say like, okay, yeah, he can take some of the read option stuff, some of the quarterback power stuff from that. He can take some of the downfield shots and some of the empty set personnels to make things easier for Anthony Richardson. But also at the end of the day, it's going to be Shane Steichen sitting in the film room with Anthony Richardson saying, hey, what do you like in these situations? Hey, what do you want to do here? What do you want to do here? And again, it kind of goes to that who knows thing where the offense could look like it could look like Philip Rivers, you know, and, and Anthony <laughs> Richardson just never runs. Uh, I, I, I'd be shocked. I, I'm going to go on a limb and say that this yeah. does not look like Philip Rivers. Right. You're not crazy, but like, I, I'm going to – like Anthony Richardson would accidentally run more than Philip Rivers. Right, right, right. I, I'm not saying exactly yeah, no. how it's going to go. I'm just saying whatever Richardson says he likes and what Steichen says, okay, I can do that for you, that's going to be uh, kind of the path they go with this with this position. So – Yes. I, again, I think the easy answer is, hey, look at what they did with Jalen Hurts and then say, OK, there we go. Jalen Hurts and just put Anthony Richardson in that style of offense. But it's going to be what's comfortable for Anthony Richardson. You know, a big thing I've looked at throughout this whole offseason is, you know, empty personnel, what the Eagles were doing with empty personnel last year. They're running it more than any other team in the league. But that's because Jalen Hurts liked that. And while that could be a beneficial thing for an Anthony Richardson, 
if Richardson doesn't like empty personnel, they're not just going to force him into it. You know, they're going to, they're going to work with him. They're going to see how it goes. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a very adaptable offense. It's going to be whatever they find works best for this young quarterback. And uh, to take kind of a little bit of what I've learned over my years of covering the NFL, once a good play caller figures out that quarterback, that's when things really take off. But until then, it can be a little ugly. It can be a little uh, crazy. Um, I remember Frank, famously with Frank Reich with Nick Foles back in their Super Bowl season. Uh, he was like, you know, he couldn't figure him out for the longest time. And then right before they got to that NFC Championship game, they figured out what Nick Foles could do. And it led to two of the best games that we've seen in playoff history. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to really come down to uh, what Anthony Richardson likes to do. You know, uh, speaking of Nick Foles in that Super Bowl, I actually saw Philip Rivers catch a touchdown pass in college. Oh, okay. yeah, he caught it. He caught it. He's a big Philip Rivers guy. Yeah, he Just caught so a you know. uh, he caught a, he caught a, he caught a touchdown pass against uh, against Carolina in Chapel Hill. We were in the end zone, like we blew him out. We were losing our minds. Um, I digress, but yeah, I mean, I think that I think the Frank Reich thing is really interesting because it's like, you know, all these dudes kind of come from this same line of it's it's I don't know it's it's it it almost reminds me a little bit of what the Eagles did when they like fired Andy Reid and, and brought in Doug Peterson. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, how much, how much of an impact do you think Shane Steichen could have on this offensive line? Because, you know, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a top five unit year in and year out under Reich and, you know, just, you know, Quentin Nelson, the, the anchor there, his plays dropped a little bit. Um, how, how, how important is that for this team and just how much, like, do you, what, what do you think we'll see from that offense in terms of trying to get the most out of the offensive line, get it back to where it was? Yeah, I mean, flashback to last season, one of the biggest miscalculations going into last year, among many miscalculations with that team. Uh, one of the biggest ones was the over-reliance on Matt Pryor at left tackle and Danny Pinter at right guard going into the season. I mean, their backup plans for those guys were a rookie Bernard Ryman who wasn't ready. And then a former seventh round pick in Will Fries. Those were their only backups to those two guys. So they were putting all their eggs in the Matt Pryor and Danny Pinter basket. And then through the first like four to five weeks, it was clear that those two could not start anymore. Danny Pinter was getting driven back into the backfield on every single play. Matt Pryor could not block me off the edge, which is saying something because I'm not very quick or agile. So, <laughs> so I, you know. Matt Pryor was really struggling there at left tackle. So you, it, it just kind of led to this disaster of an, of a season for the offensive line. And you even saw the three star players, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, and Brayton Smith, their play started taper, tapering off because of that. Cause they lost confidence. They lost uh, health. They started getting injured a little bit. Like it just, it all kind of just snowballed into this horrible, horrible season for the offensive line. And in a way they're kind of running back the same concerns. Like don't get me wrong. They, when they made the change to Will Fries and Bernard Ryman late last season by week 16, 17 and 18, those two were playing pretty well. Like they were playing fine and the Colts offensive line looked the best they had the entire season. But now we're going into this next year where you got an unproven Bernard Ryman who again improved, but still an unproven guy, an unproven Will Fries and not really any competition, but behind those guys at those two positions. So it's, it's kind of a risky business. They're trying to play with fire a little bit here by running back the same issues they had last offseason going into the year. Uh, but again, when you look at this, this unit it all comes down to those three star players playing up to their ability and those other two guys just being capable enough. You know, if Bernard Ryman and Wolf Rice can be better than what Danny Pinter and Matt Pryor were early last year, then you got to hope that those star players can keep their, their continuity, keep their chemistry, keep their health, keep their confidence. Uh, and lead to a more successful season. But uh, I do think it's concerning uh, what 
could happen with this offensive line this year. And, and again, hopefully having a, a, court, uh, a play caller like Shane Steichen and a quarterback like Anthony Richardson can kind of mitigate some of the rush concerns because with Matt Ryan, if a defensive pass, if a pass rusher or just a defensive player gets into the backfield, it's a sack. Like if they get yeah. one step in the backfield, <laughs> Matt Ryan's doing the old Eli Manning and falling down and taking the sack. Yeah. Where Anthony Richardson, we saw in college, he could break out of any of these pass rushes. He could turn what looked like a 10-yard loss into a 70-yard touchdown run down the sideline. Um, that that's a huge impact for an offensive line. And it also kind of gains that confidence. You know, if every time you make a mistake, you're allowing a sack, your confidence starts to drop. But if you make mistakes every now and then, and then the quarterback's still able to make a great play out of it or able to you know, save the drive still, that adds to your confidence and makes it feel like, okay, cool, I can bounce back from this. So I do think Steichen and Richardson are a big part of this equation in helping those guys bounce back. But the Colts are playing with fire a little bit and hoping Will Fries and Bernard Ryman could be better than what Matt Pryor and Danny Pinter were last year. We got, you got Irsay as your owner. You're always playing with fire as far as I am concerned. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, Jonathan Taylor. Comeback year for him. He's got the second shortest odds for the most rushing yards this season. You're watching Pick 6, and we'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support at robert half we know talent visit roberthalf.com today passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Zach, uh, let's talk about JT here. Uh, how how do you think he's going to do this season? Coming off of an injury, having a very disappointing season in 2021. I personally put, you know, a lot of money on him last year and was disappointed and broke uh, after last season. However, the vibes are high right now. You know, our our guy Liget was talking about him the other day. I saw on social you had responded to it. Uh, and especially with a quarterback like Richardson, is this a good year for Jonathan Taylor? He's plus 750, second shortest odds to have the most regular season rushing yards. Good bet. Yeah, I honestly I think it's a it's a fine bet. Like I'm not a huge betting guy, so I don't even know like the intricacies of it. So get out of here. Yeah, when I hear the second fewest odds, I'm like, okay, maybe that's not the bet you make. Then make bet on like a long shot, put like a dollar down on some long shot, and hope it breaks out. But when I think about Jonathan Taylor, there's kind of two parts of this that kind of go into my head. It's one, running backs are terrifying. Running, <laughs> running yeah. backs are terrifying this day and age because the second they start getting that first injury, because this is the first time. Jonathan Taylor has ever missed a game in his entire football career, not just in the NFL, not just in, you know, college and all that. Like, like all, 
all the way down to peewee never missed a game before this past season um and it kind of saw it all that stuff kind of stacking up and and it's terrifying with running backs because once that first injury comes you don't know when the second one is and then if there's a surgery you don't know if that surgery is going to be bad uh so yeah running backs are terrifying when it comes to that but yeah. on the other end if anthony Richardson is the week one starter there's going to be so much space mm. for him to work with. It's going to be the yeah. most space he's ever had probably in his entire football career as well. You know, going back to Wisconsin, they're running power. eye, they're running uh, just, you know, fullback and just dive up the middle and hopefully you can break through. Uh, and then obviously with Phillip rivers and with Carson Wentz and with Matt Ryan, you don't have a quarterback that's going to really take the pressure off you. But with Anthony Richardson, every handoff becomes a read option. Yep. Every time he's putting that ball forward and, and giving it to the running back, that, that backside defense bend can't crash down because you have to watch Anthony Richardson. You have to watch or that backside linebacker can't crash down because you have to watch Anthony Richardson. So if you're talking just the numbers game and you're talking run fits, having a mobile quarterback just provides so much more space and ability for uh, running backs in the back. But we see with the Philadelphia Eagles the last couple of seasons, their running backs, I think with Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback, have averaged almost half a yard more yards per carry than any other than the like the league average actually yeah. the league average at running back miles sanders is pushing five yards a carry every single season there uh now put a guy like jonathan taylor with that kind of impact where he's already averaging five yards a carry or 5.2 yards a carry and you could see a phenomenal season you could see a return to 2021 maybe even better i don't even, i don't want to go that far but 2021 was that phenomenal season and you could see something right around the same caliber because you have that quarterback that's going to be taking away pressure from you. Uh, we even yeah. saw in that 2021 season, there were games where they were only running the ball. Like right. they couldn't right. throw. Well, that was, that was the, that was the thing I was going to say is like the, the problem with the bet with Taylor is that you have a team with a rookie quarterback that, you know, isn't projected to win a ton of games. And so right. you've got to deal with the fact that, you know, they could be trailing Richardson could be throwing it 40 times a game in certain situations. And then Taylor's just not going to get as many carries. And part of that too, maybe the, the defense, right? I mean, mm -hmm. just Bradley's back. Like, I don't, I, I mean, I, <laughs> Gus Bradley, I remember meeting Gus Bradley like 10 years ago at the, his first year when he was with the Jaguars at the coach's, uh, the coach's breakfast. That man is a walking human cup of espresso. He's a fantastic <laughs> human being. He is so energetic. And I just don't know that his defenses have been great the last few years. It weren't really good in, in, with the Raiders. And, you know, just the style of defense that he plays, I, I, I just have I just have concerns about whether or not Indy will be able to stop anybody with Gus Bradley. And it's it's so weird to me to see. I mean, I, I like did a dog. I don't. I mean, I know. I mean, he like it's just weird to see him carry over from one staff to another. Three. I mean, he was with three coaching staffs, right? I mean, if you yeah. count Jeff Saturday, like that's yeah. weird. If, if if we count Jeff Saturday, but yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. Which is, I mean, I will. I will oh, never count Jeff him. Saturday. Oh, we time, him. <laughs> yeah, we're never forgetting Jeff Saturday. That's like, yeah. But I mean, like the thing is, like you just don't really see that very often. Where, you know, I mean, I guess with the Colts, actually, the last two defensive coordinators have been like Matt Eberflus was hired by Josh McDaniels, who then bailed on the job, and Eberflus stuck around. Um, and then Gus Bradley. Like, I mean, I, I just, I just, w do we think this defense has a chance to be good this year? That's a, a layered question there, but to kind of start yeah, right. with, let's start with keeping Gus Bradley. I mean, him and Shane Sykin do go back. They, they work together with the chargers. Uh, they yep. have had that relationship for a while. So when it came down to interviewing for uh, potential defensive coordinators, you know, I'm sure he looked at some of his guys from the Eagles staff. I'm sure he looked at it around the league a little bit, but Gus Bradley, I mean, he did some good things last year. I mean, for the first half of last season, 
the only reason the Colts even won three games is because of that Colts defense. You know, that Broncos game, that horrendous Broncos game we all had to watch on, on Thursday night football, I think it was, or Monday yeah. night football. Uh, just horrendous game. But that defense is the reason they won that game. Uh, now, the Broncos defense on the other end is the reason why it was such an ugly game, too. But um, we even saw the, the Colts beat the Rainy or the the eventual Super Bowl champs in the Kansas City Chiefs, they held them to 16 points in that game. And Gus Bradley's defense played fairly well. Uh, now they did struggle down the stretch, and, and I'm not going to say that they were this great all-time defense last year, but I think you could see enough last season to where you're like, okay, cool, Gus Bradley deserved a chance to stay. Uh, you want to keep that continuity with the players that were playing because you know they just shifted from the Matt Eberflus cover two kind of Tampa two type system to this cover three single yeah. high uh, middle of the field closed. You don't want to switch right back to a, you know, a middle of the field open. Uh, now I understand your concerns. That's really not the way the NFL is going right now. The NFL is going towards the Fangio quarters yeah. and they want to sit back in those quarters. So going to this cover three middle of the field closed is like, so 2010s of them, you know, when it comes to, <laughs> to defensive style, but I think Gus Bradley deserved a chance to come back again to keep that continuity. Uh, now, when it comes to will this Colts defense be good, they lost a lot at the cornerback position. They lost yeah. Isaiah Rogers Sr. Uh, for the whole season. He got suspended for the gambling thing and then obviously was released soon after. Stephon Gilmore got traded to the Cowboys. Those were their two best corners last season, like without yeah. a doubt. And replacing them are Juju Brents, the rookie from Kansas State, and Darius Rush, the rookie from South Carolina, who was a fifth-round pick. Uh, now, I've heard really good things about those guys since they drafted him, but at cornerback, it's really a tough position to start two rookies. You know, Kenny Moore is still going to be in the slot, but you're going to have two rookies out there on the edge. In a, in a defense where, again, this cover three defense, you have to be able to carry vertically. You have to be given a lot of responsibilities. It's going to be tough. Uh, and we also don't know the status of Keel Leonard, which we're going to talk about here in a second, I'm sure. But um, – yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, I would say just go ahead and like lean into that too, like as part of the defense. I mean, Shaq, because I think I called him, I, I can't not call him Darius. I cannot believe I yeah. can get him. Over <laughs> but like, or Jim Irsay said on Pat McAfee's show earlier this at some point this offseason, because let's just say earlier this earlier this week, I think it was accurate um, that the that he just he's he's got a chance, which is extremely concerning. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's a weird situation because last year going into the year, you know, had that, he had that surgery to clean up nerve issue in his back, which was leading to issues in his legs and his calves. Uh, so he had that major, major surgery on nerve tissue in his back uh, going into last year, missed a good chunk of games, came back. And when he came back, he got a concussion, broke his nose. <laughs> so then he missed a couple more games. Crazy. And then when he came back against Washington, he played like a quarter, got an interception and then left the game early because he was, feeling more issues with the back and more with the legs. Uh, so he had to have another major surgery on the nerves in his back to kind of clean that all up. Uh, so the Colts have kind of been very noncommittal about him ever since that injury. You know, it's always been like, oh, yeah, he's on pace. He's progressing well. We want to see more from him and stuff like that. And I don't know. Maybe it's just my pessimistic side of being a person who's worked in football for half a decade mm -hmm. at this point. Like, I don't like hearing that. <laughs> it really oh. scares me hearing that kind of stuff whenever teams are non-committal about this stuff. We heard it with Andrew Luck and his calf issue before he retired <laughs> in 2019. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that this is heading towards retirement, but I think it's heading to a point where me as a media member and, and people that I talk to as media members and, and people who have to count this, you know, talk about this football team, we just really can't 
expect anything from him at this point. Like it's, it's hard to really count on that. Uh, now they do have two good linebackers behind him. So it's not the world is over, but you can't replace the impact that his turnovers uh, create. You know, he, he creates so many turnovers uh, every year that he's been a starter for the Colts. The Colts have been top 10 in turnovers forced in the entire league. Last year, they dropped to 19th in the NFL in turnovers forced. Now, again, the defense switched around, but you can obviously see that tangible proof that Dar- uh, Shaquille Leonard. Now you guys got me saying Darius Leonard. I was so good about it for years, but but yeah, you could Everybody see the blends impact. together. Yeah, right, right. But the impact that he brings, you could just see that on the football field. So yeah, it's hard, man. It's crazy to lose an, a four-time All-Pro and and not know his status going forward after you just gave him the biggest contract ever at the position, uh, and still having this this question of if he's going to play again. Like, I, I'm not saying that his career is on the line or it could be over or anything like that, but I'm just saying I don't know, man. I, like, yeah. I can't commit one way. I can't be confident that he's coming back. I can't be confident that he's not coming back because everything's kind of just been like oh yeah he's on pace we're expecting him to be back one day basically it's like like that's a big impact player right there totally i couldn't agree more uh all right well that's gonna do our time today thank you so much to zach hicks from locked on colts stay tuned for more from our all 32 series with daily drops in your podcast feed and on youtube remember to like comment and subscribe on this video we will see you next time thank you again zach have a great day Thanks, Zach. Thank you. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.